Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. What's up, guys? Hi. What's up, man? Are we in a hey. delay? Is that why? I didn't nope. Know? It just—it's just not showing on the screen. But you know, oh, okay. no, only we know that. So we're live. I didn't know. Lou does it to us every week on purpose. Yes, he does. You know, I no longer let there it. Get my, I never—I no longer let it affect my blood pressure. It's not even going to affect. It's not. You know what? Hey, man. I just. That's you know what? True. Just huh? That's not true. Not really. How do you know? How do you know? Because How do you I know? haven't come to peace with it. No, you haven't. You're not okay with it. Hmm. Well, you know what? Huh? Actually, I love it. You know, Actually, I wouldn't know what it. to do without it. You're I wouldn't know. <laughs> if the show were flawless in the beginning, if we right. just came on and actually... See, You'd look, be like, welcome dude, to... Did you uh, hear that? Uh, you didn't hear that. Uh, I'm not sure. You know what I just did? I went like this. Lou. And my left ear came on. See, I'm, I'm, I, we could not say okay, things like this, and our audience wouldn't know that the, the you know that this like it's, it's kind of crackerjackish right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to find my left ear. But I clapped and my left ear came on. Is, is that just a coincidence? It's yes, a clapper. That's a I mean, total this coincidence, is obviously. It doesn't just accidentally yeah. happen. Something's going on with my like left got the, ear. Like, well, I don't know what's like going on. He's got the clapper <laughs> earphones. Clapper. Hey, did you hook up the clapper to our earphones today, Lou? And, and Thanks, tell me, buddy. And tell me, you're going to do that new segment later on. I've fallen and I can't get up. That's so I'm right. going to do the clapper. That's right. And the, the Life Alert. And this, this episode of Audio Live brought to you by Life Alert and the and clapper. And then where's the beef over here? <laughs> our what audience is like, you know what? I think it's only Kylan. Kylan? No, it's not. Look at the man. Look at that. Kylan. Kalan. How do you pronounce his name? It's Kalan. Kalan. Are we right on that, Lou? It's like Kalan, like Cologne. Like Kalan. Like Kalan. The finest of Kalans. Like Kalan Musk. That's Jovan Musk. That's Elon Musk. You still rock that, don't you? Welcome to Auto Dealer. Oh, dude, I used to rock the high karate. That's how far I go back. That's a thing. The car noir. High karate. What's up, Matt Lasco? Terrell Lake. We got Terrell Lake on. Kylan Anderson. Derek O'Brien. We got Kevin Campbell. What's up, Kevin Campbell? Kevin Campbell and I are going to the game, ladies Come and gentlemen. Kevin and his wife, and I'm trying to get my wife to go, Kevin. I mean, I'm going to have to work on her. I don't know. But uh, we got, uh, I'm going to have to give my tickets to the Falcons game on Monday night away because we got some uh, Hall of Fame box seats. Kevin and I, his uh, wife, nice. my wife, are going to be sitting in there with the, I'll take those Falcons with the Super Bowl buck players, huh? Yeah, baby. Seats for What's while. up, Kevin Campbell? We're going to get John, the night that John Gruden is uh, inducted into the Ring of Honor. Maybe maybe you and I, Kevin, can uh, team up on John Gruden and try to convince him to come coach the Bucks. You know, Kevin I mean, he don't care. He's from. Kevin, but Kevin and I are co- collectively are uh, you know can sell can we could sell, man. Yeah, that's a good point. So what do you guys think? Good show today. You guys ready for it? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm been a great day. It's gonna be good. Not hey, ready. I'm gonna go ahead and announce this now because um, it just hap- we just got it approved this week, and I, I'm just so excited about it. Very, very excited about it. You guys, you don't even know about this yet. You do. You've heard me talk about it probably, maybe, maybe not. But in April, Digital Dealer is going to be in Orlando. You know, we were at Digital Dealer um, for seven seven digital dealers since the fall of 2014. And then in Vegas last year, I I had a Chicago keynote planned um, at Ignition One. I had a Hawaii trip. I had several things uh, planned. 
and uh, we had some boot camps and things like that. So I couldn't go um, in the fall. So we got together shortly after um, Digital Dealer in the fall uh, with the team over there, and we just got a keynote approved for it's going to be it's going to be an amazing keynote. It's going to be a town hall event. And uh, we pitched this idea. It's going to be a town, a dealer-only town hall, and it's like 10, 10 dealer principles on a town hall riser. And I'm going to be moderating, and nice. we're going to get all owners. And we've got some com- k- killer, like guys like Matt Lasco, U.S. Marine, um, you know, working on like Jeff Daniels and Jesse Peterson, and all these guys, Paul Sansone, uh, John Marazzi, you know. Bill Feinstein, these guys, we're going to get them all on panel, and we're going to be taking questions in from the audience via social media. We're going to be taking questions from you guys, and we're going to have uh, on some upcoming shows, and we're going to talk about um, three incredibly strong topics that we're going to talk more about then, but you don't want to miss it, but I'm very excited about that. It's going to be right in Orlando. You don't want to miss it, and what a keynote that's going to be, huh? Come on, somebody. Who wants to go to that? Where is it in Orlando? Um, It is in the convention center this year. So, and it's in April, the week of the, the, the days around April Orlando. 10th. All right. I'll go. All right. Drag so, you over there to that amazing event. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good show, guys, today. we got a good show. we got a great panel. And we're going to be talking, speaking of, speaking of the car business, this is how today's show kind of came about. Um, we, had some, uh, we had some dialogue with, um, and, uh, with, uh, with um, Eric, Eric Milsch. And Eric um, put out on uh, Facebook, uh, prior to our dialogue, he put out just a question or, and with a video <clears throat> talking about predictions of 2018. Had a lot of comments on this. So we thought we'd uh, make a show and uh, kind of went into um, the dialogue with Eric and said, hey, man, look, let's get some guests on. Let's talk about it. What's up, Chelsea Cross? What's up, Sean Jones? Alyssa Kispert? Lane Cook? Uh, man, Kylan Anderson. We've got some great Sean Hayes. What's up, brother? And uh, so we're going to talk today about the 2018 predictions um, and uh, what's going to ha- what's going down in the car business, Cribs? I'm very excited about this topic today, and we've got we've got some uh, really cool um, guests on today to talk about this. Yes, we do. And you know, hey, uh, it's your chance, by the way, to weigh in here on social media as to what you think your predictions are for 2018. And also, are we accepting call-ins today for uh, uh-huh. maybe questions of our guests? I say yes. I say yes. Give too. them the number. Eight one three five seven three four eighteen twenty. We made it to the next. We round. got another. We made it to the next <laughs> round. Eight one three five seven four eighteen twenty. Absolutely, call in. Hey, this is a great opportunity. You know, any chance to uh, question some of the panels and some of the guests that we have on Auto Dealer Live's amazing opportunity. Make sure that you do that. And again, weigh in with your predictions. We may comment. We'll probably will comment on your predictions on social media for 2018. I think Lane Cook. I think I did business with Lane Cook. Not Lane, yeah, Lane Cook is with Stokes. What's yeah, up, Stokes, Lane? Right? Stokes, Jerry Blackburn. What's up, Matt Carver? David Villa. What's popping, brother? What's popping, man? Um, you know what's popping today is some great dialogue with some amazing guests. Um, we have, uh, we have, and, and it was cool about it. From the, they're off in the blacktop here, and we've got actually uh, one guest, Joe Webb, and I, I'm going to say it, Joe Webb. We haven't introduced the guest officially, but Joe Webb is one of my favorite guests. He's going to be. He's on the road. He's driving from. He's driving Georgia to Florida. Georgia to Florida. So he's on he's that on 75 corridor. Come on, Joe. Yeah, and uh, so. Um, also, uh, anyway, so we're going to talk about that today. But listen, call in. Make sure you call in. Uh, we had Jared McCreevy before we bring, we go to break and bring our guest on. We had what Jared McCreevy weigh in. He weighed in. He said, hey, read it. 
I predict that dealers won't change. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, there's more. Vendors will That's stop brilliant. using the word impressions. Carvana will start to be profitable, et cetera, oh, et Lord. cetera. So everything. Cetera. First of all, if Cullen yeah. is listening, he's going to have an aneurysm oh, yeah. right now. Coming oh, yeah. in how they already are yeah. profitable. <laughs> you know, it's funny, it's funny. It's interesting that Jared said that because I'm not kidding you. Today in the chat... Uh, on this, uh, you know, kind of anticipating this topic today, we had several people that said something like that. I predict that that 99% of the dealers won't change, that 1% will. And you know, that sounds dogmatic. It sounds like you're, it's negative, possibly. Jared didn't say it very it's negative. I mean, but some of the ones that said it were kind of like, <laughs> or at least, you know, you never know when you, when you, when you retype, right? Right. Sure. You could be like, you know, typing it all pleasant, but it sounds like you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, you suck. Right. And um, the truth of the matter is, I, 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 hopefully that doesn't. That statistic is not true. Hopefully more than one percent. Yeah, it's not going to true. Uh, <laughs> or, or not going to hold true for 2018. You think it's um, think more going to change? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're we're evolving every day. So um, something else, real quick. You know, today's a special day for someone out there that's a very close friend of the show. Uh, it's been on the show many times, but it's Frank Lopes' birthday. So I want to say happy birthday hey, to Frank Lopes. Hi, Zod. Happy birthday, Frank hey, Lopes. You. Frank Lopes. When we just jack everybody's name up, huh? Frank Lopez. You know, when we just jack Frank everybody's Lopez. Frank Lopez, happy birthday. Frank Lopez, happy Who's birthday. Also, uh, Lopez. Jason uh, Lopop. Jason Lopop. Wow, Jason Rice. Jason hey, why don't you text Jason and tell him to call in, man, so we can sing him happy birthday. Tommy can sing him happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, hey, Frank, if you're watching, call in. We'll yeah, sing Frank. happy birthday to you. We'll let uh, Tommy do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been I've been warming up my crooner voice all day. So yeah, there you, know, you go. You thought you were going to try to get me get me, but you didn't. All right. So this is your time to share the feed. If you want to weigh in, make sure you call eight one three five seven four one eight two zero. We'd like to see more than your Facebook comments. We'd like to hear your beautiful voice. Call in. Give us your twenty eight team predictions, marketing driven. If you have predictions based on you know what, what the car business, you know the forecast is. You know is, is subprime going to get stronger? Is you know are, are the manufacturers going to get more? Aggressive, you know. Are we going to see? Are we going to see lender relationships change? Flying cars. Are we all going to be <laughs> flying in drones with uh, from there Google? Go. There you go. Google flying. So e-commerce. Where's it going with in the car business? So we'd like to hear your predictions. You know, if you're salespeople out there, we want to hear your predictions on you know how brandy. I noticed this that salespeople. This is the year right now, the second half of this year that salespeople have really stepped their game up amazingly. I want to hear it, Sean Hayes. You got the sales hustlers out there, man. Call in. Let's give some predictions. On the car business, how about some predictions? How about some predictions about where you'll be personally at the end of 2018? You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you're looking for a jump this year, and maybe a promotion, maybe something like that. Let's talk about that as well. Absolutely, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the episode 299, 2018 change, baby. 2018 prediction. I said, blah blah. All right, we'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back to Auto Dealer Live. I'm Dave Villa. I'm here with Dave Cribs and Tommy Elwell. And this is episode 299. Guys, 300 is coming up next week. Come on, somebody. I remember when I was, uh, I remember when when this show was knee high to a grasshopper. You were here. You weren't on the show, but you were were working here. Hey, Becky Ferris. Alyssa Kispart said, dealers may not change, and that's why sales professionals have to. You have to stand out, brand yourself, and be different, be exciting, make someone want to buy from you. That sounds like somebody, Alyssa Kispart, that's determined to do it regardless of what. All right. Hey, let's bring our guest on. What do you guys say? Let's do it. as always, I'm going to throw the first question to you, baby. I know you got something like revving hot, right? And uh, we got Kylan Anderson. If I said it wrong, I always do. And he's with Dixon's friendliest car guy. 
at a gay family Kia. That just jacked his whole intro up. Jim DeLuca, the VP of the Digital Road to a Sale. And we want to ask Jim, too, about his whole little deal. Like, he says that, you know, certain kind of selling is dead and it's only a certain kind of selling is living. And we got Eric Mills, Woo! co-founder at Dealer Teamwork. And we have Joe Webb on the road driving from Georgia to Florida, right? Listen to country music, Georgia, Florida line. Owner at Dealer Knows. And we got him in his car driving. And uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Cribs, why don't you go ahead and throw this thing out there, man? Well, let's go to Joe. He's on the road traveling on his way to Florida. Hey, Joe, how are you doing, sir? Sounds good. <laughs> Joe Webb. Doing great. <laughs> doing great, Cribs. We, we might have lost him. All right, let's go to might Jim have. DeLuca. Let's go to Jim DeLuca. Jim, welcome to the might show. Have. How are you, my friend? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank, th thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. You know, Dave just mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, you've been outspoken about maybe uh, what's kind of dead. Uh, I don't know if that's the road to the sale or the sales process, but let's talk about that for a moment and also weigh in on predictions for 2018. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I'm not suggesting that sales consultants are going to be running around willy-nilly. What I am suggesting, and I truly believe, is that the traditional sales process, you know, the seven or eight step process is dead. And I base that on a number of factors. Number one, AutoTrader published a study last year that said 76% of people in North America select a vehicle that they're going to buy before they grace the showroom floor. Mm -hmm. So we should be closing at a rate that's much higher than it is now. Google recently said that the number one determining factor for what people will buy after doing research online is the experience that they have when, uh, when on the web. And they're not going to be comparing one car dealer to another car. They're going to be comparing car dealers to the best experience that they have online. So for me personally, that would be Amazon. Amazon provides me with the absolute best guaranteed experience when I'm purchasing something. So for the average consumer, they're going to be comparing their experience with dealership A to Amazon or some other platform that they really like. So the reality is we're entering into an experience-based economy, and the dealers that provide the best experience are the ones that are going to sell more cars. So if, for example, and I'll use my girlfriend um, who recently was um, in the market for a Nissan Rogue. We had looked at one at one of my clients, and we didn't get the opportunity. Is that to similar drive to a it. Nissan, so by the just, way? Yeah. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. You said you said Nissan. Is that similar to a Nissan, uh, Jim? Just making sure. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead. It's similar, the Canadian version. Go, go ahead, Jim. <laughs> so, so she went to a dealer, and uh, she was greeted on the showroom floor, and the sales consultant brought her back to the office and did an needs analysis. Meanwhile, she's burning up because she had done her research online. She had selected a vehicle from their inventory. And all she wanted to do was have him pull the car out so she could drive it. Now, if he had negated the traditional process and said something to the effect, have you selected the vehicle from our inventory? Or would you like me to help you select one? When she said, yes, I have. Great. Have a seat in our lounge. I'll get you something to drink and allow me to go pull the vehicle up for you. That's what I mean by the traditional sales process is dead. Had they provided that level of experience, she may very well have bought the car on the spot. But because he took her into her office, asked her a bunch of irrelevant questions, 
she will never go back to that dealership again. This is the experience age, and dealers have to strive to provide better experiences, and they have to share those experiences online, whether that be in the form of reviews or in the form of the content that they're publishing on their social platforms. We are in the experience age, and those that provide the best experience are going to win the deal. Yeah, I think I think those are great points, Jim, and I do agree with your observations. And let's go to Kalan real quick. And and Kalan, as someone who is um, you know there when the customer shows up, how are you you know um, interacting with the customer in the kind of scenario that uh, that Jim just created? How are you responding? How are you finding out if they're a little further along in the process? Go ahead. Yeah, so that's, you know, Jim made a very valid point. You know, one of the first things I do when I'm, you know, doing the customer interview or talking with the customer is ask them if they've already kind of selected a vehicle. And, you know, I, I kind of base my whole process, um, per se, around having the customers having a good experience. And, and Jim, I know, touched on that a lot. And that's really what I focus around. Um, I even kind of created a hashtag customers come first guarantee where I kind of focus my whole process on catering to the customer, but also being there as a consultant. Just, you know, they may have came in looking for one specific car, but then they realized from their research online that maybe that wasn't the right car for them. And you help them along with the process. But I try to cater to my customers' wants and needs as much as possible. And today they kind of, they, they feel they know what they want and they need a little bit more than maybe they had in the previous because of all the information available. Um, but that's kind of, you know, I just really try to make the process as, as smooth and easy and as, as comfortable for the customer because they, they really want those that, that comfort when they come into a dealership so they can really lower their guard so they're not as scared. Okay, and let me throw this. Uh, um, let me throw this out there too. So we had a question came in, uh, Jim, on Facebook, and um, you you may know Melissa uh, Vascott. Um, she said, "Please mention I've already purchased two vehicles from the U.S. and imported them. The dealership experience you're speaking of was archaic. What do you have to say to that? You know, Jim, um, maybe comment back on that because that's some of the comments that are coming in, and I want to make sure that we get you know get some of these in. Do you do you have a response to that, Jim? His girlfriend, Melissa." Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, and uh, the vehicles that she has bought on the plane from this experience that she had online. You're breaking so, up, Jim. Can you hear us? You're breaking up. We'll come back to you in a second on that. Let me go to uh, let me go to Eric. Eric, you started this conversation. We'll come back to you in that in, in, on that in a second, Jim. Just it was breaking up and we couldn't. Um, hear well, the can comments. I say something to Eric? To, uh, and we yeah. can bring Eric. Well, Eric's the one that brought the uh, the video up a couple weeks ago when he sent it out. He's the one that got the dialogue going and, and had some predictions too. Just so you know, he's okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, if you wanna if you wanna interject on what you already reached out about, that'd be great, Eric. But what I was gonna ask too is, and I've heard some you know some of the gurus, if you will that don't have to be named in the business saying that we're going to have to change the way we do things, the sales process um, or the way we communicate with, with our prospects and so forth. What do you see, Mr. Eric Milch, what do you see 2018 looking like? Um, give us some of your predictions, sir. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll go a step earlier than Jim. I agree that the showroom process has to change, but let's talk about how we're going to get those people into the showroom first, okay? Let's look at the facts. About 62, 63% 
of all of all shop automotive shoppers are starting their process on mobile. So obviously they're uh, they're they want this information quicker. They're looking for more relevant experiences. They're looking for the answers to their question. So the problem that exists that that all dealers are experiencing. And keep in mind, guys. I'm also tied in with a, a dealer group here in Rochester where we've got four stores, Auto Outlets USA. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is when I'm talking about this stuff and I'm not just uh, theorizing about it. So the point of it is, is we've got to get relevant content out there. So I think there's going to be a massive shift and we're already starting to see the underpinnings of it happening right now. And by that, I'm talking about the transactional data that's out there with people that are in market. So if I'm in there, if I'm, if I'm a customer and I'm shopping for Ford Explorer lease, what am I looking for? I'm looking for a monthly lease payment, and it's very, very difficult for marketers and the dealers right now to be able to do that efficiently. And I think you're going to see a massive change with that type of approach, being able to give the answers quick, uh, and, you know, give the relevant content, and then drive them back to that relevant landing page as uh, you know, as easily and simply as possible. Because that's going to now lead to the next wave of predictions that I feel we're going to see analytics get easier and easier and simpler and to use and understand because right now people just you know it, it's a clouded issue right now with regards to what type of content and what type of uh, metrics they're really looking at and i think the the theme should just simply be metrics that matter and again i'm looking at the activity in our stores as well guys so things like the the phone calls obviously through mobile uh obviously the the lead forms i, I don't give a crap about you know my time on site and my impressions and things like that i want metrics that matter you know it goes back to disc does it sell cars that's what we really need to focus in on i think that there's going to be a massive change with that with regards to how this data coming in and how we're uh, how we're analyzing that and really just how we're how we're taking it in it's it's going to completely change and things like google data studio are going to make that even easier uh just being able to pull in those metrics and i think after that you know going back a little bit to what jim said with regards to the the, the showroom experience you know the things that truly matter you know your tos your test drives um you know just you know just the, the, the showroom process stuff that's actually going to sell the cars yeah, is, do we have Joe on the line now? Or? No, Joe, okay, we're, okay. we're going to get Joe back on Let, the line. But. Jay, the Jay is, yeah, He's I wanted Jay to call him with a question. Is he on now? Yep. Hey, Jay, how you doing, man? Not bad about yourself. Oh, doing wonderful. I appreciate, I know you're at the dealership and, and extremely busy, but you, you you brought up a comment, and I don't want to get too far away from the uh, <laughs> from what you were commenting on earlier. I believe it was on uh, what Jim was talking about. And Why don't you go ahead and just maybe bring that up, ask that question, make your comment there. And I think it was—I think it was something that um, you know was uh, well worth bringing up. Well, when I, when I hear the, you know these surveys thrown around all the time, you know, like some of them just make me stop for a second. You know, it said uh, whatever that outrageous percentage was that people know exactly what car they want to buy. I'd like to know what city or pool of people that was, whether it be new car customers, used car customers, or what uh, that they surveyed. Because I, the only reason it, it like dawned on me to, to comment that is literally today. I had a guy in my office that we're selling two cars to that took about three days and he wanted me involved, even though I don't know him that well, but I, I met him last time he bought a, bought a car. He, the guy, the guy buys like five or six vehicles a year. He's got business and personal and everything. And, and he's bringing up questions like, 
I kind of want to buy a two-wheel drive truck, though. I mean, you know, how much how much less is it? like? Should I buy one or should I buy the four by four? And and you know, like they they just it doesn't matter how much is online. The human experience that we're still feeling in Fenton, Michigan, is that they want to talk to the person that that's here that they can have a relationship with and get an opinion. You know, I mean, all the facts in the world are out there, but I mean, that was just a live situation today. So I hear some of those statistics, and I, and I just there's no way there was a big pool in Fenton, Michigan surveyed. Because because I get people every single day that just need guidance, you know, and they want it. They, they ask for the guidance. Yeah, I think that's a great point, you know, and, you know, I was thinking that when Jim was uh, on earlier, you know, that stat of 76% of people kind of decide what they want before they come in, and, and they may decide that, but that stat kind of is is kind of changed once a customer gets there, I believe, because we know that over 80% of people that take delivery, take delivery of something different than what they originally may be called in on. So I, I think you're spot on. I mean, I think there's kind of, uh, there's some points to both. And then, you know, I would also pose the question, and I'll ask you, Jay, real quick while you're on the line, but, um, you know, there's this this idea in the auto industry that, you know, we, we want to do it the customer's sort of way. It's almost like we're transitioning to, hey, the customer experience. And, and, and although I'm, I'm, I'm big on the, having a great experience, um, I think that we know some things in the car business that the customer may not know. And when they get on the lot, that's when our expertise becomes important and we're able to interview and ask the right questions and guide, like you said. And maybe there's a totally different outcome, but they can still have a great experience. What do you say? Oh, I, I think that you're spot on. And you know the old saying, the, the salesman wants to be sold. I mean, there's there's that person. There's that person that literally wants you to go through from step one to 900 and hear it all. I, I like that. I like it when I go into a, a, a electronic store or something and, and the kid's a, a guru and he, you know, over-talks a product or something. And, and it, I think it's that's, that's awesome. And then, yes. I agree with the, you know someone say an archaic process and everything. I, I don't disagree one bit. There there are more and more customers uh, probably than before that are going to say, listen, I've leased 19 cars, you know, in, in the past 40 years, and and this is it. I've already picked it out and do it. Well, yeah, of course you do need to listen, and your people need to be trained to to listen to their requests and what they want. And if at any point in time they have doubt on what they want, you become that advocate and help them. But if they're just flat you know, this is what I want. I mean, and you argue that, well, that's, that's, that's your problem right there. I mean, make it fast, make it easy, sell them what they want. I mean, it's as simple as that, but yeah, there, there's still large different pools of customers on, on how to handle a transaction. That's good. Yeah, thank you, Jay. Thanks so much for calling in. That's good. I got a, I got a question when it comes to just like, you know, dealers and whoever <clears throat> wants to pick up this can, you know, when it, when you have, I know this. I know there's got to be when it comes to marketing or the the analytics of things, and the I th I'm sure there has to be huge skepticism on the part of um, of a dealer or somebody that's buying these products because of situations just like that where you had you know this this percentage of this is this, and then somebody says, well, no, actually, my experience is just the opposite or this. So when it comes down to how do we in a in an age where arguably the digital components and elements are not going away, they're getting better, they're getting stronger. How do we trust, and how do we know who to trust? How do we know who to move forward with? How do we know um, what's real and what's not? Because I know so many people buy stuff and they don't even know what they're really getting. They don't really know what the ROI is. Um, how do we, you know, how do we going into twenty eighteen? 
how do we really really fine tune that part of the of the business? Do you have somebody you want to ask? That no, that's to anybody. If Jay yeah, I, I, I'll jump on that right away, guys. That's exactly what I was saying with regards to the, the analytics getting simpler in terms of the metrics that matter. That's how you're going to, that's how you're truly going to know in, in, in the, in the very, very short term. And, you know, and obviously there are some vendors that are already doing it now. They, they are able to actually give you the metrics that matter in terms of, you know, your actual stats that are converting. What can, you know, what's helping you? Take a look at, you know, some of the true numbers that Google's actually been able to pull out, for instance, just from, uh, you know, from in-market shopping behavior. You know, they're saying that almost 75% of, of in-market shoppers don't even fill out a form right now. You know, and even, you know, it's about, I think it's like 66, 67% of those people don't even chat. You know, so again, what we're seeing is these customers are doing more and more research online. We've all known that. That's simple. But what's happening now, just like I said before, we're putting more transactional data. We're putting more relevant content in. And then as dealers and marketers start doing that, we're going to arm these people with even more information. And they're going to come in. They're going to know exactly what they want. And what's that going to lead to? That's going to lead to Jim's point pre previously that you're going to have to be prepared to be able to handle these people. They didn't call. They didn't do chat. They didn't send out a lead form, but they know exactly what they want because they got the actual info. They know exactly where their starting point is for a lease price or for, you know, or for a use car payment because we're able and again guys I'm doing this right now in our market we're putting out paid ads that show our price and our payments on these vehicles yeah. there's no need for them to call us there's no need for them They're, they'll come right down and I've seen it with my own two eyes they come in with their phone in their hand showing us the vehicle with our with, you know with the actual ad yeah, that's what's converting. Hey, Kyle, let me go to you real quick. Sean Hayes said, you know, uh, he commented here just a couple minutes ago. He said, look, I understand people don't like the old process, but to say that 80% of people buy the car they picked out online is not the truth. Um, what do you say about that? You're on the ground. You're, you know, you and Sean are both, you know, aggressive, very successful, highly branded salespeople. Sean's saying that. Do you agree? So I, I'm not real good with percentages. I haven't sat down and done my own market research to give a good percentage. But I would say a majority. I would, I would say there's, it's, it's kind of, when I sit down with my customers and I ask them, hey, have you kind of picked out a vehicle? I don't, you know, I don't immediately go and run and grab that vehicle. I kind of ask them what they like about that vehicle. Because they may have been looking for a feature that that vehicle doesn't have. And I say, let's go the headache. So I, I think it, it's, it's one of those things that you have to cater to the customers. And as a sales professional, we have to be able to, you know, if the customer says, hey, I want this car, awesome. Did you know this car, you know, just be able to know what that car has, be able to communicate with the customer and, and, and be able to cater to them, to the, but still go through our process because we still have a job we have to do. And if we're going out there and showing them the wrong car because they accidentally picked out the wrong car, then we need to be able to be flexible with it. And um, I don't know an exact percentage of people who are ready to, you know, they buy the exact car they want. Um, but I, I think that as we, as we continue to grow and as our customers get smarter and smarter, we also have to, um, as I think it was mentioned before, that we also have to consult them. When they come in, they're, they're coming to talk to us because they want to look at a vehicle, and we just got to make sure it's the right fit for their needs and for what their wants are. And, I, you know, I don't know the exact percentage, but, yeah, I have customers coming in that they want the exact car and absolutely perfect, no problem, and we sell them that car. But then we also have customers that come in and say, oh, wait, I don't want the navigation. I don't want leather. I want cloth. So that car I don't need, and I, then you, you save them a bunch of money. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes both ways. 
Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And, uh, you know, um, Jeremy McCreevy said, uh, Cribs, to your point, he said, Cribs, I agree that dealers are adapting more and more, but I fully believe it is a, at a snail pace, like the military hurry up, hurry up and wait. It takes them forever to make a change for the better because they are afraid of taking risk. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we're overcomplicating things to a big degree. I mean, mm -hmm. I love the analytics. I love, uh, you know, staying up with the uh, what customers are looking for, what they're experiencing online. I'm a big believer in that that's where our showrooms are at. We know that people are there prior to coming in. Um, but I think that we need to stay conscious of the fact that uh, there's still a sales process. We just need to be savvy enough to know and interview a customer and find out where they're at in the process and then be the expert on how to guide them through that. Let's go back to Jim real quick, DeLuca, and kind of giving you an opportunity to respond uh, to some of the things that have been said already. Uh, the 76% of people that uh, you mentioned before that have that have picked can, out a car. Can I say no, something to you just to piggyback on your question for yeah, Jim? Yeah, too, yeah, go ahead, say, go ahead, Jim. I, whatever, I want you to finish your question, but sure. I want you to insert into this too, Jim. And, and I'm asking this, you know, because obviously I know that, and I don't mean to, to call you out on this or to, or for your answer to call yourself out on this, but I mean, are you saying the word dead, for instance, to also take it far to the extreme? Meaning, in other words, is it really dead? Or is it like, hey, this is something that I'm starting to see some trends? I mean, you're, you're going, I think what you're doing is you're getting the, some of the controversy maybe because there's people that are saying, wait, it's not dead to me, you know. And so, I mean, is dead ex too extreme, Jim? Maybe segue that into your question, I, you know. Yeah, Jim, and, and, and let's talk about that. Again, going back to kind of defending your statistic of 76% have chosen what they want to see before they come in. Um, you know, that, that may be the case, but we talked about the fact that when they get there, that might change statistically it seems that that's the case uh, but let's go back to, uh, to to give you an opportunity to respond and respond to what Dave just mentioned I mean are we is is the rest of it dead I mean where are we at here okay thank you for the opportunity and um, first and foremost I stand corrected I have the uh, trader study in front of me it was actually 72% select the vehicle they're going to buy before they arrive at the dealership but really, we're spending so much time debating that number and whether or not it's relevant. I don't know where Trader did the study, but what I do know is Google saying is that we are moving into an experience-based economy, and the number one determining factor as to where people are going to buy, and let's say to talk about all the analytics in the world and how difficult they are or how easy they are to understand. If I had a dealership, I'd be interested in one analytic, taillights over the curve. So if we're going to drag people through an antiquated process when they've already made the selection, and I don't care if it's 72%, 52%, or 10%, we need to determine, based on guided discovery, where they're at in the process and begin that process there, as opposed to dragging people through an antiquated process that's irrelevant. Something I, I think that is really important is the value of time. And one of the things that um, YouTube did was quantify the value of five seconds. 20 years ago, if I asked David Villa for five seconds of his time, that would be irrelevant. But when How you many sit years in ago? front of a YouTube watching that five-second commercial, okay. that's an eternity. So we can't waste people's time. We have to provide them with the answers to their question immediately. No more withholding information. Give people relevant experience based on their needs. Does that require needs determination? Absolutely. All I'm saying is the old, get them to my office, uh, do the needs analysis, we're poor building, 
is irrelevant in an era where people can select the exact vehicle that they want online. And in the conversation before we went live, we were talking about Carvana and whether or not they're going to be um, profitable this year. Let's look at how many units that they're putting over the curb with, you know, where people are selecting the vehicle online, having it delivered to their home. This is a growing trend. And I'm not trying to be controversial or to, you know, bend people out of shape. I understand, you know, Sean Hicks, fan is, you know, he's got boots on the ground. He might have a different experience. But in general, the dealer that provides the best experience, the dealer that gets the best reviews, the dealer that understands the customer's needs and gives them exactly what they want is going to get the taillights over the curb at the end of the day. I don't, we got a caller coming in. We, I don't, I, and I'd like to, and, and, and I'm not disputing anything. I'm, and I'm, again, I'm, we're moderators here. Our opinion really is, you know, somewhat irrelevant. And, and many, it's not irrelevant, you know. What I mean, but we, we because I could be, I could be swayed. Sure. But you know, the, I think that I think what Sean's saying, and you know, just to, is. Um, you know, I think Sean's speaking from, you know, on the ground of his experience. So I'm not really, I think that, I think that maybe he's speaking from the standpoint of this is, this is what I'm experiencing. This is sure. what I'm seeing. So sure. I think that you're going to have those differences in opinion. We do have a caller, Lou. Yeah, we have Jared McGreevy on the line. Jared McGreevy. Let's bring him on. Jared, what's up, my friend? What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on? I see you weighing in on Facebook and uh, you talked, you brought in a comment recently about uh, the buying process and where are you? Why don't you go ahead and maybe, uh, pose that question or comment to the panel and you can address it to either Kyle and Jim or, or Eric or all three or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I know Cribs is talking about it and, you know, it's, it's where we do have a sales process, you know, and I'm a firm believer that you have to have some kind of a process in place to stay consistent and know exactly where you need to be and what to do to be better and, and sell more cars. So what if we had a way of asking customers, where are you at in the process? Do you know what you want? Do you want to drive it now? Do you need to sit down and discuss what the options are available? Or do you just want to have your vehicle that you drove in here today appraised? Instead of like Jim was saying that, you know, him and his girlfriend went and sat down and the guy, you know, tried doing a needs analysis, even though she knew what she wanted and she just wanted to drive it. And they sat her in a room for a while before they even gave her that opportunity. And I've heard of many people saying the same thing. Like I wanted to drive this car. I came in to drive it, but they sat me down in the dealership for 30 minutes, 45 minutes an hour before I could even see it. Right. And it just puts a bad taste in their mouth. Now it doesn't happen with everybody. You know, but that's that's part of the needs analysis to try to find out quickly where are you at? Do you want to drive now? And they have to be able to know that you can't just go from step one, step two, step three, all the way through to step ten or however many steps you have. Sometimes you have to go from step one to step five, down to step two to step seven, back and forth, and to know that you need to jump around sometimes to make the process fit how the customer wants to buy a car. Yeah, I appreciate that, uh, Jared. Uh, great comments, and and I'll I'll kind of go back to um, there was something I wanted to go ahead. Go uh, ahead, Tommy. Well, go ahead. You finish your thought. Okay. It was, it's it's off the screen. Let's now. go. Let's let's go to Kalan real quick. Uh, back to Kalan. Um, thank you, Jared. You, you by know, the way. yeah. Thank you, Jared. Jared makes some great so points. Yeah, Jared makes some great points, and I think ultimately to kind of summarize, um, Jared's point is: Hey, meet them where they are find out where they're at and accommodate them quickly um, but let's 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 talk about it Kalan what are you finding when people come in um, whether they've come in on a particular car or they come through the internet whatever the case may be what are you finding when they actually arrive is it is it uh, you know is it in the best interest just to kind of go their direction or or how do you feel about sales person's skills and being able to meet that customer being able to meet that customer where they're at 
and then kind of take them to a place where you know you're going to want to wind up with a delivery talk about that for a moment so i think that a lot of that comes with just having communication skills and just just sitting down and asking the right questions and you know there i don't have a list of the questions it just depends on each client but you know some of the questions i'm going to ask them you know similar to what uh um, well, who was, Jared was just on the phone, you know, just talking about with just having communication skills and just, just sitting down and asking the right questions and then just talking about how, you know, what they're looking for, what their goals are. You know, if you sit down and talk to a customer, just start asking what's important to them. You know, everybody walks into a dealership with a purpose and a reason. And if you sit there and you ask them, what is your purpose and your reason for being here? And you're genuine about it. I feel they're going to be able to open up and tell you what they're there for. So that you're able to come to, you know, to accomplish their goal of getting the vehicle they want and also being able to, you know, make a sell. But I, I really cater to just understand the customer's needs, understanding what their, what their needs and wants are. And it just really makes the process smooth and easy. I, um, I've just really, I've perfected that over the last five years of being in the car industry. And it's just, it's really made my process now that it's, it's super smooth and easy and, you know, very little hiccups. You know, uh, Eric, um, you're, we got a call or two, but you're getting, you're get, you're starting some sales guys. It seems like a lot of sales guys or internet guys, guys that are, you know, I mean, a lot of times we think sometimes the statistics are some of the people that are unwilling to change or slow to change are the dealers and some of the upper management. But you have some sales guys that are weighing in, Eric, on your statistics. And, and again, it's not about the number, I guess. Sean Lyons, uh, Sean Lyons um, can't call in working a deal, but he is, Sean is uh, the... Um, Internet Sales Director, Academy Ford in, in the Panhandle, Florida, uh, formerly at Thompson Toyota. He said, we all hear about these buying statistics, but where do they come from? Does Google or Cars.com interview every customer that buys a car? He said, learn your market and adjust your processes accordingly. And I think that it'd be hard-pressed to argue with that Yeah. because, I mean, you know, right? I mean, that's statistic, but... Yeah, and another another question I have, and I really want to direct this to Eric. But Eric, can can a customer come into a dealership that uses a traditional sales process, and can that customer have a good experience? Why? Yeah, that's a, I honestly think they could. Again, you get somebody that's uh, at least has some charisma and has a has a pulse, and they're going to be able to, uh, you know, they're going to be able to walk the person through a, a basic conversation and understand what it is that uh, you know that customer might be looking for. Um, but yeah, I I don't see why that wouldn't be. But you know, with regards to anybody that may have a have an issue or want to try to take uh, you know take topic uh, you, know, you know debate that topic in terms of the, any of the numbers I mean, it's very simple how google gets any of their statistics they've got analytics on all of our sites they know what the in out and near market are you know and uh, buyers are doing they know what the cohort analysis is they they see all the they see this stuff that's how they're getting these numbers but again the fact of the matter is it, it true it, it's going to be different in every market and every store but again I mean, I've got access to a lot of data myself, yeah, and I'm and again, I'm actually seeing this stuff happen day to day in our stores as well. Yeah, and again, I, I you know, I, I see it from the largest groups in the country all the way down to independents. Yeah, and again, it's going to come down to that simple mantra that I said in the beginning. You know, just in terms of being able to make a very, very simple digital marketing process online that's going to bleed into a very simple process in the store. Yeah, and again, I've, I've been saying this now for a long time. 
that the, the entire digital marketing process should make your site easy to use and a maze. It shouldn't become a maze. And that's what we've made it. We've overcomplicated it with product stacking, lack of processes, and just a convoluted process both online and with all the products that everybody's bought. It needs to be simplified back, look at the metrics that matter, and then just take a look at the simple process that you're following and the experience to deliver. I don't think it's any more difficult than that. And again, I, I'm, we're executing at this, you know, with a small used car group that we started two years ago, you know, four simple stores. We've got about 500 cars on the ground, do a couple hundred cars a month, and it isn't rocket science. <clears throat> Perfect. So, got a call or two. Okay, oh. we, have a, we have a caller, Lou. Yes, we do. It's Who's on Tony D. Tony D. Tony D, a great, great person to weigh in on this topic. Tony D, you've heard um, some of the things that we've been talking about on the show today. We're also asking to weigh in on 2018 predictions, but go ahead. What's your question or comment? I got a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> did anybody see the Automotive News article uh, talking about even regardless of the amount of of online research before they ever enter the store that customers still want to deal with the salesperson when they walk in. Um, we, we, we always need to take things like that into consideration. And Dave, you just asked, you know, a customer who comes into a traditional process store, can they still have a good experience? And I think it was Eric came back and said, well, you know, it, there's a good chance if they run into the right salesperson. Well, in lies the, the problem is running into the right salesperson. And, and Dave, you also brought it up. So many customers uh, have done so much research. They have a general idea of what they're looking for. Some are very specific, especially when we start looking into the sports car, exotic, luxury market. They have very, very specific things. But then the mass audience, and this is what we're finding in a lot of the dealerships that we're working with here at the Academy, is that they've done their research, but they still need to get together with a good professional salesperson and find out, one, where they are in the buying process, and two, somebody else brought this up, what interests them most about that car? Do they just like it because of the fuel economy, or do they want all the nav and the technology and the roof and leather? Or do they just want a good, safe, reliable car with good uh, fuel economy to protect themselves and their family? So that needs analysis or interview or whatever you want to call it is still critical in today's market by not having the customer start all over when they walk back into the dealership. And so when that customer who has done their research walks into a more traditional dealership that you know, they're, they're, they're qualified on the lot or come on over, let me help you fill out a credit app real quick so we can give you the right red, yellow, or green balloon, right. we need to, we may, you know, they're not gonna have a good experience at that dealership. <clears throat> And we're starting to see more and more dealerships starting to trend over and starting to uh, not fight the Internet-educated customer. And that's what we specialize here at the Academy is processes and techniques all designed around today's Internet-educated customer. And I saw a very interesting stat yesterday or the day before that talked about 40-plus percent, I think that was the number, 40-plus percent of customers who originally engaged on a new vehicle end up buying a pre-owned, mm -hmm. and when it goes past 30, let alone 60 days, that number just continues to increase. 
and then something is said on the uh, the same way after 30 days on people who were looking at pre-owned, they flip to new cars yeah. after 30 days. Okay. So something for us yeah. all to be aware yeah, of. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tony D. Thanks so much thank for you, calling in. We appreciate your input. We always do. Uh, real quick uh, comment on Facebook, and then we have another caller, I believe. Jonathan Dawson says, just because a client starts online doesn't mean they are transactional or practical buyers. They reveal who they are uh, based based on if we just pay attention and ask the right questions, hashtag know your client. I totally agree. I think we've been covering that as well. But go ahead, Dave. We have a caller. Yeah, we do. We do. I don't know who it is, so let's yes. bring our caller on. Who we? We have Frank J. Lopes. <laughs> Happy birthday. Go ahead, T. Happy birthday yeah, you to you. Da, 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 da. All right, Frank Lopes, happy birthday, my friend. Yeah. You didn't look a day over 75, so Thank congratulations. You. Good for you. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm hiding the fact that I'm 80 very well. Thank you. <laughs> hey, comment, man. On, on the, the birthday boy co commenting, I'm not sure if you, you had a chance to listen uh, to, to the show or, if, you know, if just maybe. Um, but, you know, we're talking, about, we're talking about predictions in the car business. We're talking about change. I know you were fresh off the Rockstar Auto Conference. Maybe you heard something there that you want to bring into the conversation here. Take a minute or so and, uh, and share maybe some of your predictions. Well, I'll tell you one one prediction that it's already coming true, but I think we're going to see it come a lot more to the forefront in the year to come. Is that we're going? To, I think we're going to see a lot of the buying process move out of the showroom of the dealership. Yeah. I think you're going to see dealers doing a lot more of bringing cars to people's homes, bringing it to their work, uh, bringing it to wherever it is that the customer is trying to make it more accommodating and to make it more convenient for the dealer to shop to where they don't have to, you know, where they don't have to come into the store and, you know, invest an hour, two hours, three hours into test driving cars and stuff where they don't have to do things like come into the store and take the car, uh, take the car off the lot and take it home to see if it fits in the garage. We're going to see a lot of, a lot more of dealers taking their inventory right directly to the customer with either a salesperson doing that or a product demonstrator or somebody of multi, you know, of multi-purpose wind up doing that. And I think that's going to, that's also going to wind up making it so that the transactional process online is going to grow. Okay. So we're going to wind up having it so that a customer is going to wind up looking at the car at their own home. And then either a salesperson or a BDC person or somebody is going to say, okay, great. If you want to, you know, you can speed up the process even more by going on my website and going mm -hmm. to this page and filling out your credit application. And then okay. going to this page and putting in all the information about your trade. Perfect. All right. Thank you very much, Frank. And again, happy birthday. And we have another caller. We're going to get to yeah, the closing remarks. Yeah. We're going to give uh, Kyle and Jim and Eric a chance to close up here. But I want to bring uh, Jonathan Dawson's on the phone with us. Jonathan, what's up, my friend? Uh, we saw your couple of your comments on Facebook. And uh, why don't you share with us uh, verbally? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to share. So, uh, first of all, I wanted to share that I, I, I noticed some of the comments, uh, and that's why I chimed in about you know the customer is this way and the customer is that way and the customer is going to become this way i think we still have to recognize it's always going to be a people business based on how people react in any context or any kind of uh, experience that they're given so a person may start out a certain way but the sales professional through the experience given uh can change the state of the buyer and so as i commented you know people are going to fall into categorically 
different temperaments when they go into the selling, uh, or in this case, the buying process. You know, I, I mentioned there's going to be transactional buyers who initially start out thinking mathematically. They think, you know, what's the best price I can buy it for? And that's my focus. Then you have relational buyers who want to actually have a conversation with a, a person. They want to, they want to feel known. They want to, they want to know who they buy from, who they buy from matters to them. Well, that's a kind of almost an opposite of a transactional buyer. If you treat everybody transactionally, you offend the relational buyers. If you treat everybody uh, relationally, you offend the transactional buyers. Same thing with a pragmatic or practical buyer. Some people are utilitarian in their approach. They're just trying to solve a very specific problem. And that's really all they care about. And it's, it's very logistical to them. Whereas other people are very emotional. It's very exciting. You know, they're trying to, they're trying to get their first new car. They're trying to get a car associated with a symbolic gesture like a promotion in their life or, you know, something's happened and they, they want to celebrate it. If you make it all just about the specs, you, you know, bore the crap out of those people. So you, you can't just say people are, every buyer is going to be this way in the future. Instead, I think the professional salesperson learns to ask the right questions and then tailor a structured process that meets the client where they are and takes them through the process effectively. One of my general ma managers I worked with for a long time, he said, uh, we need to have rigid flexibility in our approach. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really a, a strong lesson um, for any dealer or manager or salesperson. Have rigid flexibility. Have a process, but never elevate your process over the person you're serving in that process. And I think that's a mistake a lot of times dealers make, trying to put everybody into one category. It's just that's not humanity. Yeah, great points. Great points, Jonathan. Mike Thank Phillips you so much for calling said, in. Actually, Thank you. not non-traditional. It will return to traditional relationship selling. Um, you had Mabel who, go there quick, Mabel um, chimed in, Mabel Peralta, and said that she does virtual deliveries. I make sure all the financial discussions are done before they come in. So when they do come in, it's all about the car. People weighing in left and right. No one has the answer. Jay Lasko with God all the hubbub. Uh, Jay Lasko <laughs> with all the hubbub about mobile technology replacing dealerships. You should think that parts of the experience, like purchase, uh, pre-purchase test drives and delivery walkarounds, were fading into relics of the past. Not so. It turns out car buyers really do. And then he put an uh, article in there. I encourage you to go down and yeah, and uh, click on that link and he JD put an Power. Link. JD Power. All right, so let's do this, guys. Everyone. Thank you so much for your time. We can get in the closing remarks. Right? Yes, absolutely. So we'll let everybody wrap it up. I know Jim, I think, was trying to trying to say something. <laughs> he asked on Facebook. He's on the front <laughs> line. He, like, he's he like, virtually raised his hand in. on he's Facebook. He's a guest on the oh, show. Oh, he's oh, raising oh, his hand oh, on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, go ahead, Jim. So, Jim, go ahead. Speak your mind, sir. <laughs> I got bringing up the um, auto trader statistic because it really derailed the conversation. I was brought on to talk about the future of automotive. Mm -hmm. And I agree with Frank Lopes. More of the transaction is going to take place online. I also agree with my friend Jonathan. We have to be able to treat every customer individually and adapt our process to meet their needs. But the bottom line is the winner of 2018 is going to be the dealer that provides the best online experience. So, concierge, bring the vehicle to the customer, bring it to their business, bring it to their favorite uh, coffee shop, is going to win over the guy that drags the customer in, kicking and screaming. The dealer that merchandises these vehicles with um, interactive videos, like Spin Car, for example, is going to win over the guy that has still photographs or is using um, repurposed photographs from the manufacturer. The dealer that responds to every lead with a video is going to provide a better experience than the guy that is using text or email. That's what I understood this show was about. 
It's about providing the best online experience. That's what's going to win the deal. That's what's going to put taillights over the curb, which is, in fact, the most important metric that we can look at. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, boom. yeah absolutely. Drop the mic. Come on, Jim Duluka. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go to Kilan. Kilan, closing, uh, closing comments, please. You know, uh, I just want to just, you know, thank you guys for allowing me to be on the show again. And, and I think as we, you know, look at all these different statistics and we look at all these different scenarios that we're looking at, um, as Jonathan mentioned, we are still in the people business. And some of those others, I'm reading the comments that mentioned, we're still in the people business. And we have to remember that each individual person is going to react differently. And that as we go throughout, you know, the next year, 2018, that people are still people. And that if we treat them as such and we treat them with the respect that they deserve when they come into our dealership, regardless if they're buying a $1,000 cash car or a $500,000, you know, vehicle, we can still treat them like humans. And I believe that is really what's going to make a difference in 2018, that we realize that these people want to be treated like people and they want to be treated with respect. And I think that's going to make a big difference um, in 2018. All right. Thank you so much, Kalan. And um, we'll go to uh, Eric. Eric Miller should wrap it up. Yeah, I was just saying one thing real quick, guys, especially for pretty much everybody in the industry that's obviously selling used cars as well, new car dealers too, you know, should really, really pay attention to this. There's about 4 million lease returns that came due this year. There's another 4.2 million or so coming due next year as well. And so, again, from just from a, a sales model standpoint, I think it's wise for everybody just to really take a look at what's happening in that segment, watch what their pricing models are, watch what their processes are and more importantly how they're you know basically how they're uh, marketing those vehicles out you know through their their marketing campaigns again transactional data payments your uh, your, your you know your uh, savings to marketplace your uh, your loan rates just all the transactional data now once they come in obviously like we've all like everybody is in agreement we got to treat everybody individually but the fact is they're mobile first they're coming in through those transactional elements I don't think we're yet in terms of a prediction I don't think we're ready yet to see uh, people actually buying their Toyota Camrys online, you know, click, 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 like a, you know, like a Tesla style experience. I think that's the next phase after that. We just have to get used to what we're doing in terms of marketing this content out relevant, uh, you know, from a relevancy basis and then being able to drive them in to a much better website experience. The online transactional data and uh, transactional activity, that'll follow maybe later in 18, who knows, maybe in 19, it'll be much more acceptable, but that's what I see. All right. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Well, continue. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Jim DeLuca, uh, Kylan Anderson, and uh, Eric Milch, thank you guys so much. And uh, Joe Webb, thanks for trying, man. I know you're on the road and you had a bad signal, but uh, have a great weekend. And um, let me let me say this. So, listen, guys, great show, but I want to get this out there why it's pinned to the top of our page here. My friend Chelsea Cross tonight is, and she's, she's an expert. She uh, speaks all over the place, and she uh, specializes in, as an expert in uh, millennial uh, marketing and really, um, really, honestly, marketing studying. Journal, yeah. She is a millennial, mm -hmm. and she's uh, specializes specializes in marketing, but has a very uh, strong stance um, and uh, success path, um, and and I guess history, right? Success sure. in millennial marketing tonight at seven o'clock Eastern. Girls got so a resume. Talking about two and a half hours from right now is pinned to the top. It's yes. free training to market to millennials. I want to give you a couple of things that she's going to be covering. Um, we have a lot of millennials who watch this show, and guys, I'm going to tell you right now, she knows what she's doing. Um, she's going to be talking about marketing tactics that convert how to establish brand authority in a digital tribe. 
um, a marketing present uh, personalization, how to land press and speaking opportunities, how to utilize influencer marketing, how to craft your content to sell with a uh, cut consumer journey. Uh, a journey map, but I can say one thing. Not only did she speak everywhere, she was a speaker at NADA, I believe, last year or the year before, but also recently at, uh, she was one of Grant's uh, speakers at 10X Growth Con. Um, really, really strong, and make sure you check it out. It's free. You can register. You have to register, so click on the link that's pinned to the top here and register. It's tonight, and I'd highly recommend it, um, and uh, it's worth a lot, but it happens to be free. Absolutely. And look here, Dave, as we close out the show. Look what today's episode was, number... Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine, which mm-hmm. means the next one is four hundred. Yes, <laughs> four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, hey, the next episode of De- Auto Dealer Live that you will see is number three zero zero. Right? We're That's doing right. the three hundred. Come on, baby, three hundred, three hundred. You realize we started our first show in February two thousand twelve. Not we. You guys didn't. You were working here. You weren't here. And um, but uh, you know this is a 300 episode. We literally went back. We only missed a few episodes, and that was back in the first two or three years. And we've got I don't even know who our producers have been really going down the line. And we've got some incredible guests coming on. But they're going to be we've got people just calling in and talking about Auto Live, talking about what yes. it means. We're going to just have a really really cool show. You don't want to miss it next week. I don't even really know it's what it's next week. Well, next week we're going to have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You don't want to miss next week either. So there's a gap. You don't want to miss next week. Right, right. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be taking a nap watching football <laughs> and then taking a nap and then getting back up and eating some more food. Well, that's the cool thing. It's like a bye week in football, you know. Yeah. There's, there's going to be no ADL for one week, so right. everybody's going to come back primed, ready mm-hmm. for episode 300. I heard that's there right. may or may not be a return a momentary return, at least, of slash tags, slash for, tags. for 300, maybe. Ooh. We'll see. Ooh. Yeah, big mouth. Out. You know that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I said may or may not. It has not been just, confirmed. Like, you can't say that. That's like saying I, I might get you something. Right. I like might get you something. Saying, I don't know. Right. I might not. It depends like if I go to Dollar Tree. Hey, All right, guys. We want to say thanks again. Incredible guests, Kalan Anderson, Jim DeLuca, Eric Misch, mm. and uh, thanks Make sure Joe you guys go up and like yep. uh, and register for Chelsea's uh, uh, Chelsea's. Um, free training tonight. Absolutely. I promise you it'll be worth it. All right? Thank you, guys. Have we'll a great Thanksgiving. Two weeks. God bless y'all. Have a Thanksgiving. Tomorrow. Have a great Black Friday. Black Friday. Cyber Some Monday. Cars. And whole deal.